0: Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week, we're wrapping up the Kadavo arc. We're going to discuss Escape from Kadavo. Yes.
0: I don't even know what to say. (laughs) Well, the official description of the episode says, a grim situation that grows increasingly bleak.
1: (laughs) Accurate. Grim is a good word for it,
0: truly. (laughs) That could be the entire Star Wars saga. (laughs) The grim. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is where poor Obi-Wan suffers the most and Rex. It's it's
1: awful, dude. Like just this opening sequence is so horrific. I don't know. Watching it with a more critical eye to like pay attention
0: so we could talk about it. I really felt sad. <laughs> it it really is sad and it's not oh, so we mentioned last week uh how Everyone in this whole arc is made aware that they are a slave, quote-unquote, to somebody, right? And that really comes to head to a head in this episode. Uh, you know, because Dooku shows up. Right. And, of course, Palpatine slash Sidious is behind the whole damn thing. Right, right. And a lot of lives are lost. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a grim situation turned increasingly bleak, but you brought up something that made me literally pause what I was doing at the time that you texted me. The last episode was called Slaves of the Republic, not Slaves of Zygeria or Mm. Slaves of the Empire or Slaves of the Separatists. It was Slaves of the Republic. Yeah, it's like it never registered in my brain before. Me neither, not until you said that. And then I sat and thought about it, and I'm like, oh, my God. The third episode of this arc, the one we're talking about, really shows it. Like, they offered to do all this for, you know, the the cause, the Jedi cause, but they're doing it for the Republic. Right. And it's, it's all under Palpatine. Yeah. To, to throw them in this terrible, <laughs> <laughs> I just. It just really brought it home for me when you sent me that text message, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because they're not slaves. Like, the
1: slaves not. are not of the Republic. The slaves are kidnapped by separatists and the Zigerians. So I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> they're clearly making their point without are. without a lot of us noticing,
0: I think. And I think... <laughs> The The poor people of the K- Togrutans of Kiros that this whole thing started with, we finally get to see the most of them in this episode, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been about Anakin, Ahsoka, um, Obi-Wan, Rex to an extent, All you know, all of the Republic people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm with the implication that they have to save the people of Kiros from this slaving empire, but it's been them being slaves and being kept and being tortured and being used mm-hmm. all up until this point, when we finally get to rescue the people of Kiros, which is why we're here in the first place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Le- took Lest a while. we forget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this, this no, if no one had a good time in the last episode, this is just a that was a bad day this is a bad week wrapped into yeah. one episode. Oh my god. Yeah. And we we don't even know
1: how much time has passed. It's true. That's I'm I've always been curious cuz like Obi-Wan also has no idea that anyone is ever coming for him and Rex. They don't even know where they are. Right? Right. And they're in this facility they get transferred. Right. They're put on a ship with no windows <laughs> and they arrive in this place that they don't know no one ever tells them where they are and i i started to like look very carefully like there's there's no windows there's Mm-mm. no sunlight it's all toxic mm-hmm. air it's hard labor yeah they're being beaten starved and humiliated with no so end I, in
0: sight you brought it up i wanted to i don't know if people are aware of this fact and i know this because i researched it for my luke story mm. that um Kadavo itself, they chose that planet as the home base of their slaving of their facility. Mm-hmm. Because if the slaves in the facility escaped, they would immediately die due to the poisonous air. It's horrific. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a planet full of like craters that emit acid. Yeah. And like it's a really stable, low atmosphere. So it keeps it. It doesn't get mixed out. It stays stagnant. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, it makes sense from their point of view. Like, Zygeria, let's put them on a planet where if they if they do decide to leave, they're going to die anyway. That's horrible! It's like Alcatraz. <laughs> it is! <laughs> it, it's just like, that That part just, that's awful. That's horrible. So, Obi-Wan and Rex get taken there. I would say a few days have gone by, at least, because... Yeah. Obi-Wan seems at his end. Not his wit's end or, like, the end of it, but he's just, he's obviously worn. He
1: gets pushed really far. And, like, there are things that I noticed that I kind of hadn't noticed before, even though I've watched this six million times. In the beginning, where that slave is getting whipped in front of Obi-Wan and they tell him to beg, he has this look on his face for a second like he doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. And... Then he just, like, gets on his knees and starts begging them to stop hurting this other poor creature. This just, I can't even, like, even talking about this is awful. I hate even saying these words. And, like, that's insane. And then later, when the queen is, like, telling Dooku what's happening to Obi-Wan, and you see the Zygerian come up and, like, kick his food, and he goes to, like, yeah. His first reaction is anger, and that is not something we see very often. So he's already pushed beyond his stoic, Jedi, calm self and is having emotional reactions that you don't see
0: anywhere else. No, but that's what those kind of conditions will do to a person over and over and over and over You know.
1: It's what he says right at the beginning. Everything about this place is designed to shatter the will. And it's suspended over a giant crater,
0: a bottomless pit. Giant crater. It's (laughs) disgusting. I I actually fucking hate it. (laughs) It's so awful. It's brilliant from a storytelling point of view because they were creative enough to think this through. Mm -hmm. You know, think like a slaver would, I guess. My favorite part of the episode is when the queen... As she dies, she tells Anakin, you were right, Skywalker. I am a slave just as you are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little too late, Queen. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But she also made the point that just as you are, Mm
1: -hmm. to tell Anakin,
0: a former slave, that he's still a slave. That would rub Anakin the wrong way. That would linger with him. He's already pissed, right? Right. Well, I mean, pissed in general because Anakin. But pissed... (laughs) <laughs> because, like the slaves, and he has to deal with this, and he doesn't know where Obi Wan is, and all this stuff, and yeah. he's he's getting to his his maximum, but for the queen to like basically admit, like, yeah, I was a slave just as you are, yeah, those are key words, I think. But I like yeah. that she admitted it.
1: Yeah, I also liked that she gives like a little laugh as she's dying. This queen. Well, probably because she knows she is herself, like her true self, all the way to the end. Like <laughs> she is. Yeah. She is such an interesting character.
0: But she I really agree. I,
1: I I've I noticed that in the whole rest of the episode, Anakin just kills every Zygerian he comes across from this point yes. forward.
0: Yes. And he yes. Yes. En- he does. He enjoys it. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I kind of enjoyed it too.
1: <laughs> well, it's the, there's this like this technique in in film and movies and books, you know, any kind of storytelling where you push the audience out of their own mortal comfort zone mm-hmm. by putting them with the characters. There's I don't recommend watching it. It's a movie called Dogville, which is Ew. super upsetting. Don't watch it. But what it does is it takes a morally dubious character someone that you might not actually like and you make her feel you make the audience feel so sorry for her that when she commits this horrific act at the end you're like that's exactly what those people deserved and you become as bad as they are yes and it's kind of interesting when we feel that way we even said it um what were we talking about? There was something else we were talking about where, oh, it was Deidre at the end of oh, Andor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're like dragging her and and for a minute I was kind of like, well, she kind of deserves that. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't totally upset to see her struggling. Right, it was a little satisfying. And when you, I think
1: especially people who aren't likely to harm other people watching this kind of stuff like i was just saying it's hard to even talk about this episode it's uncomfortable so by the end we're like yeah just kill all the zigerians they're fucking awful
0: they're terrible i feel like anakin was probably uh well i like again he got to the end of his capacity to to, to handle it (laughs) so he just didn't and killed but he also probably felt in some way like, in the, through the example that you just provided, justified in just mowing them down mm-hmm. because they're all horrible people. The, they all did terrible things. Yeah. He's had to withhold or restrain himself up until this point, you know. And he, he just wanted to get to Obi-Wan and Rex anyway. Well, and speaking of them... that's the second greatest part of this episode to me me too like i
1: love that scene because it's the same exact thing i'm assuming we're talking about when rex stabs the the prison warden
0: whatever it might be the sexiest moment in rex history oh my god rex is super hot in this episode rex is a fucking boss (laughs) yeah Mm -mm. i'm a
1: fan anyway big fan um In that moment when Keeper Argus says, come now, Master Kenobi, I know you won't kill an unarmed man.
0: Come now, Master Kenobi. I know a Jedi won't kill an unarmed man.
1: Obi-Wan looks at Rex in this way where it's like, are you going to do it or am I going to do it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of us is doing it.
1: Yeah, and people forget (laughs) that Obi-Wan kills. They always forget because he doesn't really in clone wars but ewan mcgregor's version of obi-wan oh yes kills Mm -hmm. a lot of creatures without without a second guess and he's always cutting off limbs (laughs) oh well i don't just mean anakin i mean everybody (laughs) even old obi-wan cuts limbs off in the cantina so (laughs) He he really does so I really don't think that was Obi Wan hesitating. I think that was him looking at Rex like, "If you want
0: to, go right ahead." Yeah, the offers here. The offers <laughs> here, Rex, and Rex took it. I know, and it's so good. The best part is that they always have to drop the one liner, right? It was so good too. Oh my god, <laughs> so satisfying.
1: <laughs> it's great. What does he say? <laughs> Doesn't he say, "I'm not a Jedi"? He says, "I'm no Jedi." I'm no Jedi. But I'm sorry, the way that guy's little motor chair smashes into the wall, he's such a
0: fat ass that he needs a motor chair. (laughs) It's so funny and gruesome (laughs) at the the same time. It's like his version of a Costco scooter. And I'm not yes. making fun of people. No, a little rascal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, George Costanza and the little rascal yes. on a race down New York City. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so right. This is the Star Wars version of a little rascal. Well, I'm glad he died in his chair because oh he God. wasn't getting out of it for anything.
1: No. Nope. Well, and he was always able to float just high enough that no one could actually reach him and kill him.
0: So. Right. Except Rex. But Rex had the reach. He he could be a javelin. He could. An Olympian. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it was very
1: impressive and sexy. Um, yeah. I'm here yeah. for
0: it. I'm team Rex.
1: Yeah, same.
0: <laughs> and I think it, I do like that it was Obi-Wan and Rex instead of Anakin and Rex. Usually it's the other way around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Obi-Wan gets, gets to bond with Rex over this, you know, in future yeah. talks. <laughs> hey remember that time yeah right <laughs> javelin speared some dude in a floating chair <laughs> and it went not just through the guy but through the chair
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> man we gotta write a scene where they get drunk together and talk about this <sighs> oh that'd be so okay funny. <laughs> i'm down <laughs> or, like, where they're all sitting around as a big group talking or like drinking after a really hard mission, and then Obi-Wan yes, and Rex yes. start talking about this horrific stuff that only like
0: they are bonded over. Yeah, that they are forever <laughs> bonded over whatever went down in that, that basement. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Like a coal? They're shoveling coals yeah. or mining or doing something. And like, probably even just pointless
1: also the labor oh yeah for sure it really reminded me of um some industrial revolution photography Mm -hmm. that's kind of famous there's one of a a guy tightening rivets on a Mm -hmm. steam ship i think um it's called powerhouse mechanic working on a steam pump by lewis Hine. like it's a It's a really famous photograph. If you look it up, you will recognize it. And it's this guy Mm -hmm. with, like, super big muscles, like cranking, like, tightening rivets. And it's exactly like that shot of the Togrutens moving the crank together. It almost reminds me of Modern Times by Charlie Chaplin, if you've ever seen that movie. It's fucking great. And it's not right (laughs) to laugh at this part, but I think it was, like, a reference. Honestly, I really do... Interesting. So that whole opening sequence with Obi-Wan and Rex, like Rex's face is so heartbreaking. Yeah. He doesn't even
0: speak. He's just witnessing all of this. And you could even say that he's a true slave of the Republic. He was born and bred and trained to be a slave. You're right. Disposable, even.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that really said sad. before, yeah, that, and he's the only one who doesn't say anything. He Yeah, he doesn't say anything. No, he never gives his opinion, and nope. he's the one who probably, besides Anakin, who of course was a slave, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because even the Jedi, most of them were taken as babies with yeah. no say whatsoever in in their future, and by the time you're old enough to make a decision of whether or not you want to stay a Jedi, you're pretty well and truly brainwashed by then. Yeah, so. you're you're already in. You're yeah.
0: 100% in. You've drunk the Kool-Aid. It's all you know anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. And you have these powers. What are you going to do with them? Yeah, right. You know. Like levitate rocks like, for a living. <laughs> you, you have all this cool stuff that no one else has, so you might as well just stay and endure it, but... yeah. Yeah, Rex and his boys—they just never had a choice, really. As right. we as we come to know, and um, there's that that interesting episode with
1: uh, Cut Laquane, is that his name? The guy who's hmm. a deserter who has a family. He's a clown, oh yeah yeah yeah. And there's that conversation between him and Rex, which is kind of interesting. And I I guess they kind of like. I wonder if Rex's opinion changes because that's like season two. It is. It's pretty early. Yeah. So by the time he gets to season seven, where he's having to kill his own brothers, I wonder how different his opinion is. You know, I don't know well, we, they... we know
0: his opinion when we get to Bad Batch. Oh, yeah. He's great in Bad Batch. I mean, by that point, I mean, by that point, he's had the... Spoiler alert. He's had the chip right. removed. <laughs> right. Shit. That, that's a soldier that's seen stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when we saw in the Kenobi series, the soldier, the, the clone, mm-hmm. who was like homeless in the street. Like, yeah. I wonder if their opinion changes. It's, it's like early on, sure, they're all gung-ho. It's what we're bred to do. It's what we're born to do. It's I'll go down for my team and my, my crew and everything. And then slowly it wears on and on. And you get through all these different missions, including this one. And I'm sure Rex had an opinion mm-hmm. formed that went against you know his conditioning, yeah. as he should. Shit, if the Jedi are having a, 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 and they're waking up to this, I would assume the clones would, Yeah. depending on the missions and stuff. Absolutely.
1: Well, and after, like, the Pong Krell episodes that we talked about that are just prior to this sequence, like, just this season alone, I'm sure, would have impacted Rex's opinions by the end of it all. Yeah, because that was a mess. Yeah, I would love to do an episode about that. Yeah, we will. And I'd also, it's, it'd be very interesting to do an episode about the Citadel and, like, kind of compare the Citadel to this Nigerian facility because there's some similarities.
0: The Citadel was made to keep Jedi. Like, what are we doing? I know. Like, <laughs> why is this thing even existing? We will talk about that. We need to do an arc describing the Citadel oh shit. Oh, my God. Because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. But... Oh, and so much comes to light, and there's so many moments, but, like... I know. Ah! Uh, but,
1: but yeah, what the fuck? It's so... It's, <laughs> like, there's so many parallels to it, too. And, like, even that it's built on a planet that's, like, gonna kill you if you escape. Same, yeah. <laughs> but kill Jedi?
0: What? <laughs> so, which came first? Of the arcs in the show? Or just, like, No, being no, no, built? I mean, like, who decided to put all of these facilities on planets that you can't escape from? I was it know. the Jedi that came up with it? And then the Separatists took the idea? The slavers? I don't know. Did the slavers come up with it? Well, it it comes to play here, morality-wise. Because let's say the, Zy- the Zygerians and other slaving communities came up with this. The Jedi had to have looked at that and said, you know what? We could use that. That's Wait, fucked up. Right. It's everything about the Citadel confuses me. Because
1: Anakin says it was built to imprison Jedi who had lost their way. And you and I have always asked, like, did the Jedi build it? Because it's now under Separatist control. Like, right? The what whole- happened there? Like, what the fuck is that story? I'm interested. Very interested. Well,
0: stay tuned. We'll cover it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Because all of this ties together. And it really ties into the bigger picture of, like, what the fuck were the Jedi actually doing? What was the right. Republic actually doing? But we know that Palpatine was ruling both. So it's like... Right. Not that surprising. It's true. But at the same time, it's like WTF? I don't know. It's <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: Well, if we go back and look at like the Queen and Anakin's interactions, because there's some interesting stuff that goes on there when Dooku arrives. and like, hmm one one thing really quick I wanted to mention, too, I did a little bit more research on the Babylon tie-in. And yes, 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 yes. There's actual, like, the Babylonian hanging gardens are, like, a famous thing. And there's hanging, like, plants and roses oh, yeah. and stuff all over, like, hovering in these hover vases, yeah. I guess, like, all yes. over the palace. I thought that was a really cool little addition they added in there.
0: I would love to have hovering planters. Yeah, me too, especially if they watered themselves. <laughs> they have to have a watering system, right?
1: Yeah, and Babylon did. It had like aqueducts <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, if some Babylonians want to come and, you know, do my backyard, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we could get the fat guy in the chair. He could zoom around <laughs> and water him for, for you in the chair.
1: Okay, whatever.
0: If, if it
1: stays there, nice, right, it's
0: fine. Yeah, <laughs> knock yourself out. Did you research anything else on Babylon?
1: Yeah, I kind of went I went on a crazy side tangent researching it because
0: yeah, I wanted- what, what
1: other nuggets do you have? Well, I was really interested because Ahsoka is hanging in a cage off this side yes. of- the citadel castle whatever the palace and so i was trying to find out if that was something practiced in babylon i could not find anything about it but it was definitely something that was practiced in the united kingdom and other parts of europe in the middle ages so yeah i'd get into some really disturbing research
0: there (laughs) is it going to discolor my rose-colored glasses for Babylon.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I mean, Babylon is... It's its own
0: shit show, honestly, but... It, it really is. It really is. Let's talk about Ahsoka, because this is where I have a problem with this episode. Okay. Uh, and I've never liked the ending of this episode. Me either. i We've not discussed really? that, yeah. We've not discussed it, because she seems awfully nonchalant about the fact that there are fucking Togrutens... About to die at all points throughout this whole arc. Those are her people. And at one point she says, I'm going to go help my people. It was like the first time she fucking said it. (laughs) And like, she's oddly chill. Yeah. Well, everyone is oddly chill by the end, weirdly enough. Well, I, I just, the whole like, like a few of them don't make it. A few of them fall right off the thing. They don't make it down the ropes. Dude, onto the ship. There
1: were supposed to be 50,000 of them.
0: Yeah, and they ended up with, like, what, 35? That, exactly. Where did they all go? Are they dead? <laughs> the whole fucking end of this is so questionable. And my biggest question is, if I see my, my own species, if I'm not human, right? I'm humanoid or an alien species hybrid thing like a to Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like fiercely protective mm-hmm. and like kind of overboard with like wanting to like, but those are my people. I want to save my people. We got to f- remember the people. Yeah and she just like doesn't bring it up ever. yeah, and it's
1: it's weird because she's she is a really good Jedi, so maybe that's part of it. She's better at maybe. Anakin than controlling her emotions. Maybe. Maybe because she keeps seeing him losing his
0: shit over Maybe. and over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's head... a right way to act and a wrong way to act as a Jedi. And she has enough experience seeing what the wrong way is <laughs> <laughs> through Anakin. So I'll give her that. But I just was always like, oh, that's it. They yeah. just saved the 42 odd <laughs> number whatever to Grutens that
1: were left. <laughs> I guess we're missing, uh, 49,970
0: Tegrutins, but that's no big deal. No big deal. Why didn't they just go to Cadavo in the first place? Who? What do you mean? Why didn't they just take the, 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 the cruiser, the ship, go underneath the facility? Oh, because they had to be transferred from Zigeria to Kadavo, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was like, just fucking go in. Also, is it only Togruton's there? Why didn't they save anybody else? Right. That's what I was thinking. In a facility
1: like this, they must have had more. And there's probably all their facilities on the planet. But whatever. I mean, okay, they're condensing it into a 20-minute episode. Fine, I get it. But, like, yeah, I've also always really been bothered by the very end. Like, the last conversation between her and the governor, who Mm -hmm. survived. Because, first of all... Of all the people in this episode, like you just said, she didn't really seem to be having the most turmoil by comparison to what, like, Obi-Wan and Rex, or even Anakin facing his demons of his past, and they end the episode with Ahsoka having this really naive conversation with the governor about joining the Republic is the right decision, and the people will be stronger for having survived this. It's like, we all know that the Republic is about to fall apart and become the Empire, and... Ahsoka is a child, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but as smart as you are, a child does not understand politics. I'm here to tell you, I it's true. Anybody who thinks they get the big picture as a 16 year old can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even get it as a 37 year old. I don't even understand it all. So correct. It's naive that a governor would be taking political advice from a teenager, and I just felt like that this episode or this arc has been so intense and so upsetting that it needed a different kind of closure at the ending.
0: I think it should have had an angry closure with Anakin Mm-hmm. or a discussion between Anakin and either Obi-Wan or Anakin and Ahsoka. One of the two. Yeah. Master and apprentice. One of the two. Yeah. Look at everything that was revealed during this. We are not free as our own entity here as part of the Republicans, I think that would have played more into what they're trying to, what they're trying to do, what yeah. they're trying to accomplish by bridging the gap between attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it would have also, if they would have highlighted Ahsoka's anger, maybe a little bit, just yeah. a little, it would have led to cohesiveness with her, leaving the Jedi Order in the very end.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I know the next arc is the Deception arc, and so that drives a wedge between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah, 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 yeah. This could have played it was into the perfect that. perfect setup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so to have it end with Ahsoka, I get it. Ahsoka's Dave Filoni's favorites. Of course, it's got to be about Ahsoka all the
0: time. Well, I mean, two Togrutons, to- but it was the wrong... Discussion between two Togrutans.
1: Yeah. And, like, the Togrutins were, like, a means to an end to tell this story. You know? Like, right. It wasn't actually about them. It was about Mm-mm. Anakin being faced with slavery and also mm-hmm. having to... It's, like I said, it's another wedge driven between him and his ideology. Plus, what we just talked about with Rex... And everything that he's experienced and facing slavery and Obi-Wan being, using his strengths against him as a weapon and having to face
0: that. Why didn't they have a round table? They should have had like a (laughs) kumbaya. Like, we need to sit down to talk about this. (laughs) Which, I mean, that's a no-no in the Jedi Order, but like, you would think that Anakin could have just pulled Obi-Wan aside and been like, okay, now that we're out of that, what the fuck was that? Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean even at the citadel at the very end where there's that talk between Anakin and Tarkin and then Obi-Wan says like we can't compromise our ideals. There
0: wasn't even that. <laughs> that could have been the moment for it to have the talk of ideals. Yeah. What we just went through fucking sucked and it was at the order of our upper our higher ups. You were wearing a fucking shock collar. How do you feel about all of that? Yeah, exactly. Should we carry
1: on? <laughs> turn that turn that argument back on Obi-Wan and say, "How are your ideals doing
0: now?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. The perfect setup for the, the 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 wedge that is driven then yeah. The deception arc. So, it's, it's a more interesting in
1: in our opinion. It would have been more interesting. Yeah. And, like, I get why it's a kid's show or whatever. But, like, um, if you want to make that argument, (laughs) yeah, like, what was this whole arc then if it was a kid's show? (sighs) All right. Our question for this week is, which of the Kadavo episodes is your favorite? I know it's hard to pick, but if you could pick just one that you like best, which one do you like? (laughs) which one can you not resist
0: yes (laughs) next week's episode was chosen by our patrons we gave them a choice of which character would you like us to talk about for a whole episode and their choice was drum roll please (laughs) hondo onaka Yay! (laughs) (laughs) it is high time we do an episode about hondo He's one of my favorite characters. I can't wait. He has found himself from the Clone Wars all the way <laughs> to Disney theme parks. True. You're right. He's the gift that keeps on giving. And we are going <laughs> to give him a whole episode next week. So join us back here. Thank you, patrons, for always being amazing. Okay.
1: roman one once again on Instagram sent us a great comment this week. He answered last week's question, which was, who do you think suffered the most in Slaves of the Republic? And he said, to answer the question, I think Rex suffers the most. Since he saw those, he probably thought nothing could break. And they were Mm. suffering and breaking. I was, I thought that was really a good point.
0: That is an excellent point.
1: Yes. These people he probably thought were, they were like invincible, but they are not and oh. you see that right and left in this arc that is a good
0: that's a yep just d up yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you as always for your comments ben you're the best
0: and thank you so much for joining us here on the most things kenobi podcast we appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for their support if you would like to support the podcast and become a patron as well head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com.
1: So until next time, my space twin, may the Force be with you. Always.